It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, welcome to this episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I'm Chloe, the creator and host of this award-winning show, and it's my aim in every episode to help you to find ways to improve your e-commerce business, either to make it easier to run or to increase your sales or to master a new method of improving performance. That's what I'm here to do. So I want to thank you for tuning in and I'd also love love it if you could let me know what you think of the show and maybe some of the ways it's helped you. Maybe you've taken inspiration from a particular episode, you've implemented and found something particularly useful. I'd love to know. So please do get that to me via Twitter or Instagram and use the hashtag EcomMasterplan, E-C-O-M Masterplan. Right. Did you know that this podcast, this show has been listened to in over 140 countries? I know I mention it occasionally, but it continues to blow my mind. And each week you guys tune in from over 60 different countries. So all time 140, each week 60. 60. So before we get into today's interview, rather than thank those of you from the countries who listen the most, USA, UK, Australia, I love you guys. But today I wanted to show some love to a couple of our lonely listeners. Those of you who, based on the stats, I reckon are the only person in your country who listens. So if you are right now sat in St. Lucia, Mozambique or Azerbaijan, Eurovision favourite Azerbaijan, um, I want to thank you for holding the e-commerce master plan light alive in your country. And why not tell some friends? Because I would love some more listeners from St Lucia, Mozambique and Azerbaijan. That would be awesome. In today's episode, I am chatting to someone in the fashion space, someone who's working with kind of not a cutting edge type of technology, but they're taking a technology to a new cutting edge level and really making clothes that and a kind of a vision of a business and a wardrobe which really leverages all the benefits of of the uh, the merino wool um, we are also talking about how they moved from their crowdfunding project into their growth strategy from there on in um, there's, there's quite a bit of mention of Facebook ads coming up um, and there's a fair bit more for you too I thoroughly enjoyed my chat with Dan and I think you're going to get a lot out of it too. Before uh, we get down on though, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. That's why it's trusted by over 38,000 e-commerce brands. Build your contact lists and emails that pop and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan to create Create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Do you, like me, have a bit of a software tools habit? Well, I love a good tool and the impact it can have on my business. For me, a good tool is one that solves a problem we have, that can save me and my team time, that improves performance and where the price is 100% worth it. That's why I've always got an eye on the latest tools to appear on AppSumo. Not heard of it? AppSumo is a site where you can buy key software tools for your business once and own them 
forever. For example, we use a tool I bought from AppSumo in 2020 for $49 to schedule all our Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook posts. In fact, whilst creating and promoting this very episode, me and the team will have used at least 10 tools I've bought from AppSumo. I'm a big fan. So go on, check out what's on offer right now by going to ecmp.info forward slash AppSumo. That's ecmp.info slash A-P-P-S-U-M-O. And I bet you'll find a brilliant solution for at least one of your problems. Go to ecmp.info forward slash AppSumo. And now to introduce today's special guest. Dan Dembski is the founder of Unbound Merino. They started in 2016 by raising $380,000 via crowdfunding and now have annual sales in excess of $4 million. Hello, Dan. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good, thanks, um, and excited to, to hear more about what you've been up to. But before we get, get into the now, how did you yourself get started in e-commerce? Well, you know, I, I've never went down the corporate career path. I've sort of been an entrepreneur for my entire working life post-secondary. And I had a, not an e-commerce business. I had a, a video production agency. And I did that for about nine years. And we did pretty well. We did pretty well right out the gate. But after a few years, or I'd say after about four or five years, I really just started to hate my business. I hated having clients because the power in which they held over me was way too strong. If a deal didn't go through, we'd have cash flow issues. And I always had to be in the boardroom pitching. And I felt like I was trapped in this company. So at one point, my business partners and I, we, we decided we wanted to sell a product and we wanted to sell it online. And that's all we knew. We're like One day we're going to do this. We don't know what that product's going to be, but we're going to figure it out and we're going to do it. And the reason for that was because we felt like it was just so much more scalable of a business, but we wanted to switch having clients to having customers. Because if a, we if we didn't like this customer, we could apologize to them, give them a full refund, and that would not make us uh, <laughs> lose our salary. You know, we still be able to eat dinner at night. Um, and for years, we tried to figure out what that business is going to be. It literally took us years. We even created a sock brand. In the before we created Unbound Merino, and we weren't really able to get that off the ground, but we were just laser focused. What is it? And I won't get into the whole story of how we came to Unbound Merino, but when it came to us, we knew this is the one, and we have to do it. Uh, and we went right after it. Cool. And I'm I'm giggling as you're saying that because as a previous past agency owner myself, I am you know fully aware of that endless pitching and the endless new business churn and the kind of your destiny being in the hands of others because you have such a small number of people that you're 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 working with. So yeah, the the joy of e-commerce and that huge number of customers, not clients, I totally, totally get where you're coming from. Yeah, you know, in the in the service business, it's like you put in X amount of effort and then the result from that is equal to X. But I feel like with e-commerce businesses, there's a different level of exponentiality. You'll put an X amount of, of work and that can multiply indefinitely you know, while you're sleeping. And I'll never forget when we first started this company. Uh, it was a Shopify business. So if you have the Shopify app on your phone, when you get a sale, there's a little ching, like a little cash <laughs> register. And that sound to me was the most beautiful thing in the world because I'm used to having to grind in the boardroom, 
do a proposal, get them to sign a contract. When they finally do it, they still haven't, you haven't heard that cha-ching yet. It's not until they write that check or they, and then that could be 90 days and has to go through procurement and all this stuff. And then when you finally put it in your bank, that check, it's real. But that cha-ching from Shopify, when we first launched the business, I would have that sound notification on. I wouldn't put my phone on airplane mode at night. I would let that sound be the lullaby for me to go to sleep because there's nothing sweeter than me laying in bed doing nothing and the website is working itself and a, a sale would come in. So it took me, it was many, many months where I would just let that sound just play throughout the day and play throughout the night. And it just gave me so much happiness and so much comfort. Since then I've turned the notification off because it, you know, I got to sleep and stuff. I think that's a rite of passage for any Shopify merchant is you, you go through the, the joy of the ka-ching and then, then you reach the point of, okay, this is now becoming a distraction. I, I shall now wean myself off it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe if I'm ever down, uh, I'll just remember I can always just put that notification back on. And it can be remind me of what, I, what we built and how grateful I am that because the world of e-commerce is really awesome and it's really exciting and it gets more exciting every single day. And I love doing it. Someone should write a blog post about the psychological benefits of the, the sale notification noises. Probably not me. We'll find a neuroscientist to write it for us. Yeah. But you said you're on Shopify. So um, are you using any particular plugins or anything you'd like to recommend? Um, you know what? We haven't done a ton. We have like, I mean, different apps that help us with our shopping cart and things like that that are particular to our business. But right now we're really starting to delve into some of the the opportunities there are with like rewards programs and survey stuff. But you know what? It's very new to us. To us, we've been focusing mostly just on the product and on acquiring new customers and, and and servicing the customers we have and trying to make sure that we have the best relationship with them and we're coming up with cool new products that that appeal to them. Um, we haven't done a ton with a lot of the Shopify apps. Fair enough, because there's so much you can do with it without getting there. And I often say it can get a little bit like bright, shiny object syndrome when you go into the Shopify app store. It's like, oh, we could do that. Oh, we could do that. And you completely forget what you're actually trying to achieve and just get a bit excited by the bright, shiny tech. Yeah, we have a we, we kind of are reluctant to get into I'll give an example. Like there's, you know, our product is kind of expensive. So we were toying with putting in a, an app like Afterpay or Sezzle so that people can make four payments towards getting that product. But every time we think, let's add this to our website, we just think, well, we have a really good conversion rate and what we have going, it's working really well. So do we want to mess with the secret sauce? You know, like we, we're, we're always, we ha there has to be so many pros that it's so obvious that we need to add this to our website before we'll even consider it. So we're maybe we're slow to adopt things, but that's sort of worked with us because Really, if, we're, if you're focused on your customer, you're focused on your brand messaging, and you're focused on your product, that is way more than enough. So you're right. Big, like shiny objects of apps and stuff. It's like, are you doing it because this is a really, really smart idea? Or are you doing it because you think you're hacking your way to like making more money without having to do like the real hard work? So we're really focused mostly just on brand and product more than we are on anything that has to do with like the bells and whistles of Shopify. So we, we've barely mentioned the product so far. So could you let us know a little bit about what the product actually is? So we are a, a Merino wool apparel brand. So Merino wool is nature's miracle fabric. It's antibacterial, it's odor resistant, it's temperature regulating. So we think we make the best t-shirt in the world. And our core product is our black crew neck t-shirt. Um, 
you could have one unbound Merino t-shirt and that would replace, you know, 10 cheaply made, poor constructed, bad for the environment, synthetic kind of t-shirts that are fast fashion. They're designed to, to break apart quickly so that you go and you'll buy more. Um, because our shirts are antibacterial and odor resistant, you don't need to wash them every time you wear them. You can, but you can wear them many days in a row and it will never smell. So environmentalists love it because they don't have to run the washing machine as much. Um, because you don't have to run it through the washing machine as much, it doesn't lose its form as much because that's really what wears and tears your clothing. So people, we have a lot of people that buy our shirts because it's completely replaced their wardrobe. They, they're super minimalist. So they're like, I'm going to have six or seven Unbound Merino t-shirts and that's all I'm going to wear in terms of my t-shirts. So we think we make the world's best travel t-shirt, the world's best t-shirt for minimalists. And uh, it's been going great. We're selling in over 100 countries now. Excellent. And where are you selling from? We're in Toronto, Canada. We do our own fulfillment right here. So we fulfill from Toronto and out of Rochester, New York for our US clients. And uh, yeah, that's where we are. Cool. And how many of you are there in the team? Um, there are, there's 10 of us. How do you split the the roles and is there anything you outsource? So me and my two business partners were very focused on product um, and branded marketing fo- mainly. We have three in the warehouse. We have web development and uh, and then it's product people because we created this brand. When we started, we had no idea how to make clothing. We just hobbled it together and figured it out. And there's a right way to make clothing and a wrong way. We did it the wrong way, but the end result was we we had the good product. It was fine, but it, it was a very, very painful way to communicate with manufacturers of how we wanted to make our t-shirt fit and the design. Now we work with world-class product developers. And that, again, that's our main focus is new products and making sure that we have, we're, we're at the cusp of like innovation and in fabrics, making sure it forms the right fits. So we're, Half of our, our, our companies focus on the brand and the marketing. The other half is just on the product development and new product development. So the, you're selling a lot more than just the t-shirts now then, if you're so focused on product? Yeah, t-shirts are core product. We have hoodies, button-down shirts. We have shorts. We have, we're developing pants, Henleys, pullovers. We're basically trying to create the essential wardrobe so that you can have a few of our items and replace all of the items that you would have in your closet, in your suitcase, in your shelf. And until we have the entire core wardrobe, that's when we'll sort of know that we, that's when, that's the goal that we're trying to get to, but we're slowly getting there product by product. Cool. So like the perfect, sustainable, minimalist, high, uh, not high end product, high end fabrics, but um, cutting edge fabrics. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing a lot of stuff that's like on the on the cusp of innovation in the merino wool space. But everything that we do is either 100% merino wool or a blend of merino wool. So we're toying with merino bamboo blends. Um, sometimes a little bit of synthetic, but we really try to sway away from synthetic because we really think it actually ruins the performance of the clothing. But it's also like it's really cool to have something that performs so well, but it's also so sustainable and biodegradable. So uh, we're always just trying to to figure out what can Merino wool do that it hasn't done before and how can you innovate? Because it's, as far as we've seen, this is the, the best fabric that is available in every possible way. So just to, to double check for anyone out there who's going, going, really? So we're talking Merino wool shorts. 
as well as merino wool t-shirts. Yeah. So there's merino wool is it's such a versatile material and depending on how it's woven, how it's constructed, the the fabric fineness, you can just get a different outcome of the actual feel. So these shorts that we have, they feel like almost like your classic chinos, but they have this water resistance to them. So you think wool like if imagine you get some if you got moisture or water on it, you can think maybe it will sort of like absorb how would that feel? If you put it on our t-shirt, it would just wick through. If you put it on the shorts, it would roll right off. So there's different ways to construct it. So it has different uh, performance outcomes. But sometimes we'll even, even to this day, we've seen merino wool in every possible way that you could see it. I'll sometimes see a new innovation in a, in a textile made with merino wool and I'm blown away. I mean, how is this marine? How is this wool? This doesn't make any sense. It seems like a synthetic, almost like bathing suit material, but it's a hundred percent wool. The innovation in this space is unbelievable, and we're always just trying to be on the forefront of seeing what's possible and to come up with the best products using this this miracle fabric. And so the, that product and that miracle fabric is really the heart of your brand, I guess. Yeah. Well, we're called Unbound Merino. <laughs> we're focused really on it. I mean, when I first discovered Merino, well, I was just blown away. And sometimes even to this day, like I'm still shocked. I'm like, how does this make any sense? And I am the biggest tester. You know, we... It's antibacterial and odor resistant, and this is a big part of like the the benefits of of the material. So I put it to the test. Like I've I've put a t shirt on of ours, and I'll go into a hot yoga class, and I'll sweat bullets through it. I'll go and I'll hang it up on a hanger, let it air dry, and I'll take it out and I'll wear it to dinner. Now, some people think that's crazy. You wore a shirt through a hot yoga class, you sweat through it until it was a wet rag, you let it dry out, and then you're wearing this out to dinner. And I'm like, yeah, a hundred percent. Because first of all, I'm doing this for the sake of testing to make sure that I'm always te- like putting it to the limits because this is the claims that we're making. But it's just like at one point you realize it's it, it's like a paradigm shift. Like this, you don't need to wash it. It doesn't absorb your sweat. It doesn't get dirty. So you start to get used to it. But every now and then, I'll I'll, I'll just blow, I'll get surprised again. I'm like, I can't believe this is real. And I I'll talk to my business partners. I'll say. I wore this to a hot yoga class and a spin class. And then I'm wearing it right now at a cocktail bar. And they're like, yeah, dude, we've been selling these for years. (laughs) And I'm still like, whoa, it's amazing. So you said earlier that, you know, one of the big focuses of the business is the customer recruitment. You've got half the team focused on the marketing. So how do you manage to get all that brain churning new news about the power of merino wool over to consumers in the buying process without ending up in a price war against whoever else is selling a white t-shirt that's a good question you know when we first created the company we noticed and you know through the many conversations that we'd have you know going on to forums asking people asking people in our in our own community we noticed that there were people there, there, there were like two camps of people. There are the people who knew merino wool in this form. Okay. Now, forget like scarves and, and, and winter toques and things like that that are, are more what you think of when you think of traditional wool. We're talking of a super fine merino wool that, you know, to the look and feel might feel more like cotton to the, to the uninitiated. And we, there are people who knew this kind of merino wool and they absolutely loved it. They're already sold. But these are people that would... They were buying the athletic wear, active wear, outdoors wear, stuff like that. And they were already like, you know, had a ton of merino wools in their wardrobe. And then 
everyone else who had no idea that wool could be a t-shirt like this, they would think, is that not itchy? Is that not like chunky? Is that like thick? Like how is that a t-shirt? That doesn't make any sense. So we were really focused on bringing the, 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 the good word of Merino wool to people who didn't know it existed. And in the active wear world and the, for the people who go on canoe trips and camping, a lot of them were very, very familiar. We were bringing this more to the audience of entrepreneurs and tech people, um, business people who travel a lot. And we were really positioned largely as a travel brand. That was our main way into, into the market it was positioning as a travel product. Um, that was sort of our goal is to get the person who said, what really Merino wool, a t-shirt and then show them all the benefits. So it's like, well, you can pack way less when you travel, you can run your washing machine less, you can own less, you can have a more simple wardrobe. Like some, you know, there's something to be said about decision fatigue. You know, people like Steve jobs and Mark Zuckerberg, they would wear the same thing every day. And that was a conscious choice that they made so that they could be more productive in focusing their energies on the things that matter to them, not picking an outfit in the morning. So a lot of people started buying our clothing for that same reason. They're like, wow, I can just buy five black crew neck t-shirts and I can wear, that would be my look. That's my uniform. So a lot of people buy our stuff for that uniform. So we were bringing the, the knowledge of Merino wool and its benefits to a complete new audience. And that was our strategy. And it was finding these people and marketing to them. And so was that a kind of like a, a campaign based on PR and blogging and guest blogging, or was it more about fake targeted Facebook or Instagram audiences and ads? What was the, the kind of like the, the marketing mix that you've well, used? Well, we, we had to start somewhere and we didn't know if we, this business would be viable. So when we started, we did a crowdfunding campaign and the crowdfunding campaign gave us our first 2000 customers. And the crowdfunding campaigns are beautiful for every possible reason if you want to start a new company one because the pre-orders give you the capital you need to start the company but more importantly than that is it validates if you have product market fit and you have an opportunity with a crowdfunding campaign to build out a big page with a video that people are going to watch and all of the brand assets and all of the messaging with all of the benefits and people go on to this thing and they give you their time and they'll watch your video they might watch the half of it. They might watch the whole thing. They're going to read. So you have all this time to really position yourself however you want to position yourself. So we did this. We got our first 2,000 customers. That was our start. So right out the gate, that's how we started selling. And then we had the word of mouth that would come from that. And after that, we said, okay, we have a good start. But like, do we really have a business? We don't have a business unless we create a store and then we can continue to drive new people. So we had a conversation. Well, how do you do that? And you ask that question. Do you go on, uh, on guest blogging? Do you do PR reach? We decided to focus entirely on Facebook ads because we thought it was a good springboard because we already had 2,000 customers and we can create lookalike audiences based on them we learned. You've got some data to start with, haven't you? We know these are the people who, who absorbed it, who watched the video, who read the content and who went yeah, I want to back these guys because I want this product. So they're kind of like your ideal customer base that you can then go and yeah. use to replicate. Yeah, and then on Facebook, we discovered then that this thing lookalike audience exists. So we could take the 2,000 emails of our 2,000 customers, you upload them to Facebook, Facebook knows who these people are, and it finds people that are the 1% most like these people in terms of all of their web behavior. And 
you can market towards them. So if we were targeting just the United States, for example, we can say, who are the 1% of the people in the United States that are most like these 2000 people? And it will give you 2 million people that are the most like them, market to them. So we started doing this and we said, let's close the blinders on Facebook ads. We're not going to focus on PR. We're not going to focus on Google ads. We're not going to focus on podcasts. We're not going to focus on anything but Facebook ads because when we concentrate our energy on that, we can do our best work there. So that's what we did. And Facebook ads was just brilliant for us. It it just put us in front of the most ideal customer and gave us an opportunity to A, B test different ads to try to get that message that we did really well from our crowdfunding campaign. Well, let's slice out the best pieces of it and focus our energy here. And we probably focused on Facebook ads for at least a year without doing much else because it was such a such a great opportunity for us. And slowly as we evolve as a company, we started to adopt one more thing and one more thing. So Google ads came in the picture. SEO, we had someone come and help us as a string through the whole thing. Right now we're starting to focus on affiliates and influencers. This is completely new to us. So I couldn't, I couldn't come on here and give you much value in terms of like how, of what works and what doesn't because we're just now saying, okay, we have Facebook. Facebook ads feels like watering the plants to us now. What's next? So our strategy has always been just concentrate your energy on one thing at a time. It started with the crowdfunding campaign. That was all we focused on. After that, it was just the Facebook ads. Of course, also, aside from marketing, the most important thing is, is, is the product itself, the customer service itself. It has to be a good experience. But in terms of marketing, we only focus on one thing at a time. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. It's safe to say that most of us have been doing more shopping online lately. And if you're an e-commerce brand, that means you might be seeing more first-time customers. But once they've made that first purchase, how do you keep them coming back? Well, that's what Klaviyo is for. Klaviyo is the ultimate email and SMS marketing platform for e-commerce brands. It gives you the tools to build your contact list, send memorable emails, automate key messages and more way, way more. Whether you're launching a new business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo can help you get growing faster. And it's free to get started. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan to create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot Do you, like me, have a bit of a software tools habit? Well, I love a good tool and the impact it can have on my business. For me, a good tool is one that solves a problem we have, that can save me and my team time, that improves performance and where the price is 100% worth it. That's why I've always got an eye on the latest tools to appear on AppSumo. Not heard of it? AppSumo is a site where you can buy key software tools for your business once and own them forever. For example, we use a tool I bought from AppSumo in 2020 for $49 to schedule all our Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook posts. In fact, whilst creating and promoting this very episode, me and the team will have used at least 10 tools I've bought from AppSumo. I'm a big fan. So go on, check out what's on offer right now by going to ecmp.info forward slash AppSumo. 
That's ecmp.info slash A-P-P-S-U-M-O. And I bet you'll find a brilliant solution for at least one of your problems. Go to ecmp.info forward slash AppSumo. Fraud with intelligence. It's time for the top tips round. Okay, uh, Dan, I love the top tip section because it gives me and the listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So first up, and audience, you can't see this, but Dan is literally stretching and jumping. It looks like he's about to go on a run. He's <laughs> clearly, because I, I can see him as we're recording this, he's clearly really up for these top tips. <laughs> on you for good answers here, Dan. Uh, okay, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? I'm going to say too, the the Bible for us is a book called Scaling Up. It gives us all the tools for how to effectively manage um, our strategic planning and, and executing on that. And the other one is one I'm halfway through right now. I just started it two days ago. It's called The Third Door. And it's all about the most successful people from Steven Spielberg to Bill Gates and this spirit of what they had in them when they started. It's like how did the how did a young Steven Spielberg become the youngest studio director in Hollywood history? Like who was that kid? What did he do? And it's really focused on like that finding the third door mentality. Quickly say it's like it's about breaking in the back door and like that sort of mentality. And it's sort of such a I'm the hook. Like when this when we're done here, I'm probably gonna go back right back to the book because I'm so excited to be reading this book. Right <laughs> cool. I may have to go and check that one out myself. Okay, the traffic top tip. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Uh, without a doubt, Facebook ads is the most powerful thing we've ever done. It, there is no better way to connect with the most perfect potential customers. And if the Facebook ads aren't working, it's it's likely because you haven't figured it out yet. It's worth all of your time and energy. And then the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Zoom. Zoom, because we are a remote company. Um, we've always been, we have a warehouse and an office, but um, being able at any time to collaborate, to whiteboard with people. Um, we don't use a lot of Shopify apps. We're just about the, the strategic direction of the company. That's where we focus our energy. And Zoom is the greatest thing that we have. We use it three, four, five times a day. Cool. Okay. And the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? I don't think there's any fast hacks for this. I really think what you need to do is you need to have the, the grit and energy to work daily at all the little small wins but i do like again i'm going to go back to the whole facebook ads thing i think people underestimate the power of how easy it is to reach out to people you have to just go broad you have to constantly test your own ads but that's the that's the way in it's there's nothing more powerful and building your email list cool lots of good advice there okay dan um before we say goodbye could you let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media please um you can find us at unbound merino m-e-r-i-n-o on anywhere just type unbound merino into google we're on instagram and i'm dan dembski d-a-n-d-e-m-s-k-y i'm on instagram and if people hit me up i love chatting to anyone i'm always around awesome well dan thanks so much it's been 
fascinating chatting to you. I know a lot of people will have got a lot out of it. And hopefully those of you out there listening who are not doing Facebook ads or who are doing Facebook ads in a half-hearted manner, and yes, that's you, you who are just boosting a post, I mean you, um, commit, give it a go, focus in, optimize it, and you you will see some great results. So, uh, so Dan, thanks, thanks for pointing that out to them as well, because I think that's a message which continues to amaze me how many people don't use use Facebook ads. So um, what am I trying to do? I'm trying to say thank you for being on the show. So Dan, thanks so much for being on. It's been, been brilliant chatting with you. It's awesome. Thank you so much. And I hope to connect again. So for me, there are a couple of really important bits to take from our, our chat with Dan there. As I said, the first one, I mentioned it mere seconds ago, but is if you are not or if you think Facebook ads don't work for you and you haven't tested them properly, which means really diving in, testing their messaging, testing what the ad looks like, testing your audiences, then you, you've you missed a trick and you really should be giving that a go. The other, other points were around focusing in on one promotional method, I'll say, rather marketing method, promotional method at a time. So for launch, they went all out on crowdfunding because a crowdfunding marketing strategy is very different from an e-commerce marketing strategy. So they went all out and they learned that and they optimized it and they made it as great as they could be and they were very successful at it. And then they went, right, how do we make the most out of this crowdfunding? Well, we go over to Facebook ads where we can take the story and the messages we had on our crowdfunding page and we can use those for the ads and we can take the people we now have, the customers we now have and use them to expand our reach use the data we have about them by using that Facebook lookalike audience. And now they're taking the next step to go into influencer and affiliates, which they're in that learning period about. So focusing on one thing and really optimizing it to the point where it where it really, really works for you makes complete sense. And I also love the focus they have on their product and the clarity of their vision of what they're trying to create in that space as well. And that the team is split into those two key areas, half of them on product, half of them on marketing. So I hope you have enjoyed and got lots out of our chat with Dan there. To get your hands on the notes from today's show, including those top tips and links to what we mentioned, head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. There you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the things I share to help you improve your business. And there's usually something or another, maybe a couple, even a couple of things in our weekly newsletters. Thank you so much for tuning in to this and every episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I really appreciate you doing it. Um, if you particularly like this episode, then do make sure you check out episode 256, that's 256, where I'm chatting with Rob Kessler of Million Dollar Collar and Go Tyless, who's another fashion business owner on a mission. Now, I bring you a new interview every week because I want to inspire you and I want to, not just you, I want to inspire and help as many e-commerce business owners as possible to succeed and thrive with their business. So it would be awesome, be really cool if you could tell any other e-commerce business owners that you know and get them to come and tune in because I would love to help them too. I hope you have a great week. Keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.